Kia. Search Easy You and apply now. Every year, hundreds of schools around WA have their school photos taken by a specialist school photographer. And Capture Photography has been doing this for over 17 years. No other school photographer puts as much effort into providing WA's highest quality photographic products. If you are part of a school management team, a PNC member or even a parent wanting the very finest school photos, get in touch with the team at capture.com.au. That's Capture with a K. Station sponsor. Pentanet is building a world-first gigabit internet network and they need your help to make it a reality. Join Operation Nexus to do your gigabit and save your community from ordinary internet. Register for free at pentanet.com.au slash nexus. Station sponsor. G'day, mate. Oh, g'day. You're drinking orange juice too? Yep. Nice drop, don't you reckon? Yeah, good colour. Excellent nose. Yep, the choice for the discerning designated driver. <laughs> good one. I'm Davo, by the way. Hey, Davo, my cussy. Yeah? Must be hell having the same name as a famous Aussie crick. Oh, jeez, you're the Mike Hussey, aren't you? Just call me Huss, mate. Oh, jeez, Huss. Let me shout you another OJ. Oh, they're free for designated drivers here, Huss. I'll get you two then. Oh, you're a legend. A message from Rad. Recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. This is 89.7 FM News. National Radio News. Hello, I'm Laura DeVoy. US President Joe Biden has promised to restore abortion rights in his country if he wins the presidential election later this year. Georgia Fisher reports. Roe v. Wade was a landmark decision of the US Supreme Court in 1973 that found women's rights to an abortion were protected by the Constitution. In 2022, the Supreme Court overturned that decision, finding the right to have an abortion was not deeply rooted in the US history or tradition. As a result, access to abortions was significantly restricted in many states. Speaking in his third State of Union address, Mr Biden criticised those campaigning against reproductive rights. Many of you in this chamber and my predecessor are promising to pass a national ban on reproductive freedom. My God, what freedom else would you take away? Mr Biden promised to restore Roe v Wade as the law of the land. A Yinjibanji elder says governments must do more when it comes to closing the gap. The Productivity Commission's latest report card found just five of 19 targets were on track. It says one important target which continues to fall short is life expectancy. Between 2020 and 2022, Indigenous men died 8.8 years earlier than non-Indigenous men. The gap was 8.1 years for women. Yinjibanji elder Wendy Hubert has told Nada Media investment in Aboriginal health must be a priority. Things have really gone bananas. Government never had nothing to do with closing the gap. I have been attending funerals after funerals. An American soldier has been arrested on accusations of selling sensitive information related to US military capabilities. Sergeant Corbin Schultz, who is also an intelligence analyst, is accused in a six-count indictment of charges including conspiring to obtain and disclose military defence information and bribery of a public official. US Attorney for the Middle District of Tennessee, Henry C. Leventis, says illegal dissemination of national defence information puts the 
country, citizens, the military and US allies at risk. The indictment alleges Sergeant Schultz, who had a top-secret security clearance, conspired with an unnamed individual to disclose various documents, photographs and other national defence materials. Football Australia says it will continue to support Matilda's captain Sam Kerr as she fights criminal charges in the UK. Kerr has been charged with racial aggravated harassment of a police officer in relation to an alleged incident that occurred in London in January 2023. She's pleaded not guilty to the charge and her lawyers are set to argue an abusive process at a pre-trial hearing in April. In a statement, Football Australia Chief Executive James Johnson reaffirmed his support for Sam Kerr amidst the current allegations. He says Kerr has pleaded not guilty and her right to a fair and just legal process is important. Turning to sport, the second match of the AFL season will be played tonight with the Brisbane Lions to take on Carlton at the Gabba. Right now in the NRL, the New Zealand Warriors are playing the Cronulla Sharks. Later, the Melbourne Storm will host the Penrith Panthers. Two Super Rugby matches tonight with Moana Pacifica hosting the Rebels and the Waratahs taking on the Highlanders. In the A-League men's, the Western Sydney Wanderers will play Western United. And in the A-League women's, Perth Glory will meet Wellington. National Radio News, produced by Charles Sturt University, the Community Radio Network, and supported by the Community Broadcasting Foundation. This is Night Shift. Well, good evening, listeners, and welcome to Just Junior Sport here on 89.7 FM. I'm Gordon Allen, your host. And, of course, as has been mentioned by Margaret in that great program, Friday on My Mind, this will be our last Friday night program because we're moving, because we're moving to Monday evenings, and we'll talk more about that later in our program. But to uh, kick-start the program this evening, it's a warm welcome to my co-host, Caitlin Fox-Harding, lecturer in exercise and sports sciences at Edith Cowan University. Good evening, Caitlin. Howdy, Gordon. Great to have you uh, join us as usual, Caitlin. And of course, big program tonight. Uh, we're going to be talking with uh, Chris Stalatari, coach of the uh, Gindalup Wolves Under 12 Division 3 boys basketball team. They're in the uh, wobble competition. We're going to be talking rugby union with Andy Bell, the president of the Wanneroo Junior Rugby Union Football Club. Then at 7 o'clock, it's Rugby League with Caleb Reedy, the operations manager from the NRLWA. And then Gaz Ramley, the president of the Joondalup United Football Club, joins us around about 7.20 and certainly looking to see how they've been going in their off-seasons and their off-season, their registrations, and there's been a particular increase in what I believe a large number of women and young girl registrations across a number of the codes and looking forward to chatting about that. But to kick-start our program tonight, Caitlin, we spoke the other week about profile sports people being in the limelight for the wrong reasons. And as we mentioned last time, what happens when our favourite player or team could be implicated in news stories that aren't flattering or aligned with our values or indeed uh, the recent one this week has been Sam Kerr, of course, and I'm sure there's going to be plenty said about that. But I think we should just reiterate what we spoke about last time, Caitlin. Absolutely, Gordon. I think that the big key takeaway here is that, you know, it's important for us to, whether we're adults or young people listening, uh, to consume, you know, news stories and, and social media posts and I guess take it in, in stride. And what I mean is we want to know that this is obviously newsworthy. It, it, uh, there's a phrase called clickbait. You know, some sort of taglines might not be completely accurate. 
um, we we need to know the source of you know the information. So where is the material coming from? And just be you know mindful consumers of of the material that we're receiving. Um, but I think what we sort of talked about last week or the week before rather was that um, there is that I guess uh, concern that we would experience if it goes against our ethos or if it goes against why we're fans of that club or of that particular athlete. So you know it's it's important for us to keep true to. Um, what our values are and to sort of understand the story as it unfolds. Obviously, now nowadays, the, the access... Oh, my goodness. Oh, goodness me. <laughs> Another co-host. Another co-host. Um, the capacity for us to, you know, see and hear news is, is, is coming. You know, we don't always have all the information. So I think it's important for us to not necessarily vilify people or to, to glorify people. It's really important to just recognize that they're important um, figures, that they're more scrutinized in the media, that we'll see them more regularly pop up. So someone, for example, like Sam Kerr, obviously a huge sports star, even though she hasn't the capacity to qualify for the Olympics given her injury and the recovery time, um, you know, still is arguably the best uh, football player we have in in Australia. And um, to be in the news, uh, to be, you know, uh, affronting these these allegations, um, it's it's difficult for for people for young people who look up to Sam, and it's difficult I, I reckon for Sam as well. Um, so it's important for us to just be patient with the story as it comes out, and to to take it in in stride, like I said, and, and gather as much information. But it shouldn't necessarily change how we feel about the sport or change how we feel about the um, inspiration that we've had up until that point. But um, I hope it's, it's, again, just a way that helps us uh, consume news stories in a, a meaningful way. And make our, make our assessment when all of the facts are presented in, uh, in an open forum or open light. I think that's very important. Uh, each person can then make their own assessment, Caitlin. Definitely, because obviously there's legal proceedings and we're only getting snippets of information as it comes out. And this is all taking place in the UK based on an event that may have happened a year or so ago. So there's still a lot that's coming to us um, down under, if you will. <laughs> so I think that it's just a, a developing story. And, and um, I wish Sam and, and the team, both you know, in the UK and also in the is all the best. And I hope that the young people listening and the parents who you know, encourage their young people to admire and, and support the Matildas continue to do so. Um, and we'll just see how this unfolds. We certainly will. Of course, the Matildas have qualified for the the Olympics and in the other other sports as well. We've got the Opals uh, and the Hockey Roos uh, from the female perspective. So certainly 2024 is going to be a very big year and we'll be talking about that when we look at our program on Monday evening. But uh, some of the main thoughts that we had from our programs uh, during 2023, Caitlin, we were very, uh, very cognizant of the fact of training in hot and or cold months because of the extremes of the weather which we have encountered here and certainly the things that you've mentioned about rehydration and keeping cool and in the shade, so critical in the warmer months. Definitely, and even a day like today in Perth, we had humid temperatures, we had yep. some downpours, we had sunshine, we had some high gusty winds. Um, you know, there's a lot to, to be said about um, protecting ourselves against the, the elements and being mindful of, um, I think, a big thing that I hope our young listeners take away is um, it doesn't have to be sunny for the UV to be high. Um, so making sure that we're sun smart and 
Um, obviously, some sports don't have the capacity to, to be fun smart all the time, um, but trying to mitigate that wherever we can and, you know, putting on our sunscreen every day, making that a routine, which is something that um, my husband and I do with our young kiddo who goes to childcare every day and needs that sunscreen routine um, because hopefully that's a lifelong habit that um, will protect him in the long run. Um, so those kind of things are important for the barrier, right, our skin, but internally we need to make sure that we're hydrating and not just, you know, drinking heaps of water because that can also do quite damaging things to our, our organs, but making sure that we're hydrating regularly. Uh, I think I don't do enough of that, <laughs> but making sure that we're taking, you know, regular sips throughout the day so that we're not um, overly thirsty um, and being mindful of how we can prepare best uh, before a big event and being ready, uh, like I said, <laughs> regardless of whether it's sunny or not. Exactly right. And of course, when you mentioned uh, some of those uh, conditions today, it was almost like Melbourne weather, four seasons in one day here in it Perth. Was. Well and truly, most <laughs> unusual. Now, of course, one of the highlights of 2023 was our concussion forum. And then, and now what's been released, the new guidelines for community and youth sport in relation to concussion. I think we were the, uh, the front runners on that, uh, Caitlin. I would like to think so, Gordon. I think it's really exciting to see you know this being a topic that is getting everyone talking and it's not just for people in contact sports it's people across all codes of sport talking about concussion and the importance of protecting your head uh, and protecting young people as they you know engage in higher contact events and activities that like we talked about with the panel around uh, the UK even you know refining uh, heading the active heading in in football or, or soccer um, to not have that sort of frame of gameplay engaged at the younger level. So um, very important for us to continue these discussions to protect our brain and to protect, um, you know, our livelihood and our well-being moving forward, not just as an athlete and our ability to perform well, but our ability to, um, you know, uh, prolong life. Exactly right. And, of course, uh, we also highlighted the Matildas and the Women's World Cup and the uh, spectacle that was presented with the Australian team, even though they weren't successful in the end. But it certainly was uh, a great promotion and the, uh, I suppose, outcomes from that and, indeed, the legacy have been uh, very profound in Australia. Definitely. I keep trying to buy a jersey and I can't get into it because they sell out in five minutes. Um, But I think that this is uh, a, a... profound time in, in, in our sporting history because the, the seismic shift in, in spectators, the um, amazing amount of support that people who don't even watch soccer regularly had for the Matildas, it just shows the power of sport and why obviously myself and my colleagues who joined that concussion panel and the regular guests we feature each week are involved in sport because it's such a wonderful, um, you know, universal sort of language, if you will. So I think that uh, it's, it's remarkable, and I hope that research is done on, on the sort of um, cultural and, uh, I don't even know, economic shift that we see with the Matildas, very similar to Taylor Swift's effect, you know, the ability to gather traction and to um, attract new, new fans and to essentially make lifelong uh, learners and members of, of the sport. And I think it's, it's again, I'm beside myself at how exciting it is to see that sort of momentum carried through. It wasn't just during a World Cup. It carried through um, their local matches here in Perth. It carried through their qualification um, and selling out stadiums for the uh, lead-up to the Olympic qualifiers. It's just I, I'm really quite uh, chuffed. 
Certainly that would be the case, uh, Caitlin. Now, of course, as we've said, uh, our program now uh, will be moving to Monday and Monday will become Monday Sports Mix. will be between 6 and 8 p.m. The uh, first segment we'll have will be the Rugby League wrap with the latest Rugby League news. That's with uh, the Tim Park, Craig, uh, Greg McCallum and Peter Rowe. And then between 7 and 8 in the winter months, it'll be all the latest junior sports news with yourself as co-host. And we're going to look at what uh, we'll be doing for the Olympics on Monday heading into um, and heading into the American sports market and other topics. So we'll be doing that on Monday evening. That will be from 7 o'clock. And then we're talking basketball and at around about 7.40 for our first program next Monday, Monday Sports Mix, a very special interview, uh, Caitlin, at 7.40, as I said. Not only will it be Maddie Scanlon from the Fremantle AFL women's team, but also her mum, Deborah. So it's the family aspect of the AFL women's pathway. Maddie debuted in 2022 after being drafted from the Claremont Tigers, has played 14 games for Frio and uh, does plenty of good work in the community. So we're going to be talking all that and more Monday Sports Mix starting Monday the 11th of March between 6 and 8pm here on 89.7 FM. And I can't wait for Monday, Caitlin, to talk about what we're going to do in terms of previewing the Olympic Games. We're going to have a quick chat about new sports maybe trying to get themselves started in America, particularly after the NRL's uh, foray last weekend. And as I said, that very special interview at 7.40 with Maddie Scanlon and her mum, Deb Deb Scanlon. And uh, Maddie's playing first grade, or the the AFL women's Fremantle Dockers. Should be a fantastic chat, fantastic program. And Caitlin, look forward to your company at 7pm next Monday on Monday Sports Mix here on 89.7 FM. That sounds perfect, Gordon. You couldn't, I couldn't have said it better myself. That's wonderful, Caitlin. Well, now everyone's going to have their dinner at home there, I presume, so uh, you'll be all uh, tucking into something. Absolutely. Absolutely. Have a great weekend, Caitlin, and look forward to you joining us. Gee, you'll be on for double time tonight and Monday, so um, look forward to your company at 7pm on Monday during Monday Sports Mix between 6 and 8 next Monday here on 89.7 FM. Sounds perfect, Gordon. Always a pleasure. Cheers. I know, Caitlin. Well, there we go, listeners. Uh, great uh, preview of next Monday's program. And, of course, uh, recapping some of our uh, topics from 2023 and early 2024 with our Just Junior Sport program. Well, uh, after our first break, listeners, we'll then be talking with Chris Stalatari, coach of the Joondalup Wolves Under-12 Division Three boys team in the Wobble competition. Looking forward to uh, learning from Chris how he's preparing the boys for the Wobble competition and, indeed, the um, new gradings format and how that's been working out. At uh, 6.40, Andy Bell, about 6.45, I should say. Andy Bell, the president of the Wanneroo Junior Rugby Union Football Club, will be joining us. And then at 7 o'clock, we're talking rugby league with uh, Caleb Reedy, the operations manager from the NRL WA, to see what's happening with the juniors and when their competitions will be starting. And then Gaz Ramley, the president of the Junior Lap United Football Club, will be joining us because they've certainly got quite a uh, recruitment program going for young girls as well in their sport. All that and more, Just Junior Sport, 89.7 FM. This is a station sponsor. At John Hughes Cherry, Printable Driveway in Garra, you get a brand new, beautifully styled Cherry Emoto 5 with leather sports seats, alloy wheels, keyless entry, rear dynamic view camera, wireless Apple CarPlay, Android Auto and smartphone charging, a massive interactive LCD, and plenty of active and passive safety features. Plus, you get a seven-year, unlimited kilometre new car warranty, roadside assist, and cat price servicing, all from 31490 Hurry, they're selling fast. JohnHughes.com.au DL6061 Pentanet is building a world-first gigabit internet network. 
and they need your help to make it a reality. Join Operation Nexus to do your gigabit and save your community from ordinary internet. Register for free at pentanet.com.au slash nexus. Station sponsor. It is possible to stop using drugs. We can help. Call Narcotics Anonymous. 1300 652 820. Or look us up on the web. na.org.au Are you running a local business? Join over 440 businesses and become a Wanneroo Business Association member today for just $30. Access free networking and educational events, business advice and promotion, and be part of a supportive community. Visit wba.asn.au for more information. 89.7 Just Junior Sport with Gordon Allen every Friday night between 6 and 8pm here on 89.7 FM.
Well, it's just Junior Sport here on 89.7 FM. I'm Gordon Allen, your host. A little bit of Roxy music there. But, uh, joining us live online now is our second uh, guest for this evening. And it's a warm welcome to Chris Staltari, the coach of the Joondalup Wolves Under-12 Division Three boys team that are going to be playing in the Wobble competition, the West Australian Base, uh, Basketball League uh, competition shortly. Good evening, Chris. Ah, how you doing? How you doing, Gordon? You all right? Not too bad. What about yourself, uh, Chris? Yeah, uh, busy, mate. Busy, busy with all the uh, training and working, etc. It's a busy time. Yes, it certainly is. And that's one of the questions I've actually got down uh, to discuss with you uh, shortly. Yeah. Because, yeah. Um, now, Chris, I need to just need to know a question without notice. Did you volunteer for the job or were you coerced into taking up as the uh, Division th- Under-12 Division Three boys coach? Oh, well, my sons, two of my sons play Wobble as well. Ah, so uh, easy. First year in Wobble, so, yeah, um, oh, just get involved, I suppose. We need always need coaches, and, yeah, I thought put my hand up and give it a crack. Fantastic, uh, Chris, and I think that's the case for a lot of the uh, people involved in that next level of sport. So, Chris, how, do you, how are you going to prepare the boys for that step up to the Wobble from their local club and uh, domestic competition how are you going to prepare them for the, the next step? Um, so with my kids, obviously under 12s, I think the key is to really, you know, make them all feel welcome from the get-go. Um, aim is really to try and create a good team environment for learning and also for failing. Um, let it know, let them know that, you know, don't be, don't be afraid to fail. I think that's where the, the best growth is. Um, but also set some expectations and goals for what you're after and, um, also, filter that into the parents as well. Set some ex- expectations with the parents so, you know, there's a bit of support with their kid when needed, um, you know. And in regards to gameplay, whether it's like a drill or a skill, I try to uh, really break things down um, and layer it up as we go. Um, you know, it's good to throw some curveballs in there as well to the kids and see how they react because uh, the key is to sort of really emulate real live game situations for, for learning purposes. So... Yeah, that's sort of my the way I've done it so far, and it seems to be working. And, of course, uh, in all of that, with the number of the people we speak to in our program, the word fun always becomes apparent. 100%. 100%, yes. Throw fun in there. Exactly right, Chris. So, of course, um, with the basketball, from the level they're at, as I've said, with the local club or domestic competition, what are the key skills needed to then be successful as they step up the ladder? Um, obviously, fundamentals in basketball is key. Um, but you know what? Like, when it comes down to it, you can have all the skills in the world. Um, but if you're not coachable and you have a poor attitude, I feel you, it, it is a hard road ahead. You know, um, you have to be accepting of positive and negative feedback. You know, it only helps you grow as a player and as a person. So, um, yeah, there's some key factors. But also, I don't know if a lot of people have said this too, but I think networking in that space as well, um, you know, getting to know parents, players, coaches, um, who's who in the zoo sort of thing can help open doors for you moving up. Um, yeah, that's what I've found through my junior time playing as well. So that's that's a bit of a key factor for me. That certainly is a very interesting concept, um, Chris, and I've never heard... Any of our people mentioned about networking, and that certainly is something to uh, to store away, a very, very important skill to be able to develop because you never know what the future may hold. Well, networking stems into your professional life as well. Correct. So if we can develop those early traits with kids and, you know, teach good habits, I think it sets them up for 
a good future. So, Chris, what we're basically saying here now is that it's more than just actual on-court skill and player development, isn't it? 100%. Yeah, 100%. And I suppose it's a matter of trying to find the balance between on and off-court. Yep. Yep, that's it. And as you said, um, they've got to enjoy doing it as well. Got to have fun. Yeah, exactly. Now, of course, there's a new gradings format for this uh, season or the forthcoming uh, wobble competition. Can you take our listeners, because I think this what this weekend's uh, the third weekend, as to how this yeah. has been working and, and how it's been going so far? Yeah. Um, <laughs> for me, to be honest, uh, to be bluntly honest, it was like trying to solve the Da Vinci Code. It was pretty difficult. <laughs> um, I had to ask quite a few questions. Um you know, but I'm speaking to the masses here. A lot of people were confused with the, the new grading map. Um, and I think a few teams were a bit hard done by just because of the confusion around it. Um, some teams, us included, we didn't know, do we have to win this game? Or, you know, it doesn't, doesn't matter too much if we lose it. Are we going to grade in a different division if we lose? You know, it was quite confusing. Um, you know, fortunately for us, we, we grade in our division, which is good. But I know a few teams are, aren't too happy with how it panned out. Because as I, I spoke with Andrew Somerville a couple of weeks ago, and uh, certainly it appeared to be from reading websites and uh, different articles, a, a new innovation. But obviously, it's got some teething problems, uh, Chris. I think, like the, the 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 big picture, it will be better because you know from dropping the number of teams in each division, you make it more competitive. Which you know it will eventually be better. But I just think there's quite a bit of confusion around it. Well, I'm sure that uh, will be resolved a uh, second time round. There's no, no doubt about that. And hopefully, looking forward, yeah. hopefully, and then obviously the proof uh, for everyone will be um, when the competition starts, Chris. That's it. That's it. There's no better way to be able to assess that than uh, how the standard of the games uh, proceed during the competition. And uh, when will the competition get underway, Chris? Any idea at this stage? Towards the end of April. Towards the end of April. So there's still a few yeah, yeah. few weeks away. A little bit of time, yeah. yeah. Exactly right. So, Chris, personally, how did you get involved in basketball and what do you like best about the game? We'll just change it from that heavy topic of the gradings to talk about you personally. Um, so I started out, um, to be honest, my sister turned on the NBA when I was about seven or eight. Um, and then it was from there on I was interested in it. Um, I didn't really have a hoop at home, so I actually started out with a cardboard box and put it in the corner and used the tennis ball to shoot with. Um, and, it, yeah, it stemmed from there, kids at school playing basketball in the 90s. You know, I'm 40 this year, so that 90s era was massive for basketball. Um, yeah, loved the game. I had a lot of fun with it. And, yeah, that's how it sort of panned out. Gee, that's a very interesting start. And what do you like, <laughs> what, what do you like best about the, about the game, um, Chris? Um, for me, obviously... I love the competitiveness and, you know, the camaraderie, team camaraderie. But, like, as a lot of people say, it's a bit of an escape, even if you're just shooting on your own or playing a game. It's a bit of an escape from reality sometimes, which I think is calming. Um, but, like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a competitive person. A lot of my mates would say that. But, uh, yeah, um, it's a number of things. Basketball's made lots of friends, created some good relationships, you know, taking me certain places. So... Um, yeah, it's been a fun road, and now I'm in the coaching space, which is you know it's challenging, and I've also grown as a person in this coaching space. So yeah, I can't do anything but thank it really. 
Well, that's wonderful to see someone finding uh, shooting hoops calming. I'm, when you get into the uh, competition, I, I don't think it would be that calming. So what's a typical oh. week for you, Chris? How do you, how do you fit all this in now with the extra time and commitment with the Wobble team? I presume you've got other co- teams that you might coach, your work, social. How's it all fit together? Um, it is busy. So I have three kids at home. Um, obviously, I work full-time. Uh the only day I get off of basketball is a Friday night. Uh, every other night is essentially training, or I tend to play on a Monday night socially or fill in now. I was playing every Monday. Um, but then weekends is basketball as well. So obviously around the kids and work, there's not much time. <laughs> and here we are interrupting your free Friday with a, with a chat about, believe it or not, basketball on Community Radio 89.7. <laughs> No, I don't mind that. This is good. Fantastic. Hey, Chris, what's the uh, main topic of conversation around your dinner table then? Sorry, around what? Around your dinner table. What's the main topic of conversation? Is it basketball? Oh, not uh, Yes and no. Like my wife played basketball as well. Um, oh, a mixture of things, really. Our dinner table is pretty chaotic with a three-year-old, so uh, it's usually... Um, tell the kids to maybe sit down and eat their dinner or whatnot, or yeah, trying to get a, a five minutes to yourself here and there. But um, not so much basketball. I think we get basketballed out after training, so it's usually other things around school and whatnot. So yeah, that's good to hear. There's a little bit of a mix. And without that question, yeah. without notice, can the Wildcats win tonight? And how good are the Lynx going to be in the grand final? Um, I think I think they both can win. Um, the Wildcats. I'm just a little bit worried they haven't played in a little while now. Mm. Um, and Tasmania, there they are a good team. They're a very disciplined team. So I'm actually yeah uh, going to a friend's house to watch that with them. So we'll see what happens. See what happens there well and truly. And you alluded to this earlier. One of the key questions I wanted to ask you, how do you work with the players' parents during the season? Is it easy, hard? Um, is it difficult? Is it? How do you manage all of that then, uh, Chris? Um, I just have an open line of communication um, and, you know, be approachable. Don't be shut off. Um, parents, you know, most of them, when, when you start talking to them, you know, they're humans. They want the best for their kid as well. Um, but if they can understand you as a coach, I think it helps them and it helps their child as well. You know, there could be instances where their child isn't playing, but you could explain to them, you know, they're not really getting our defensive concepts here and there or, you know, they're, they're in the wrong spots on the offensive end or, or whatever it is, but just try and explain things to them and let them know where they can help their child as well. And, you know, it's a team effort, essentially. It's a team effort with the parents as well. It certainly is. And, of course, as we know, it's a very extensive process for players to finish up being selected and graded into uh, the various uh, teams in the Wobble competition. So your words of advice for players that are going to be starting out in their first season of Wobble, uh, Chris, what would that be? Um, don't be afraid to make mistakes. Like I think a lot of kids, kids are anxious enough as it is. You know, most of the growth comes from failure. So, you know, be accepting of, of positive and neg- neg- negative feedback and ask lots of questions. Like if you don't know something or you don't understand a play, uh, just ask questions. It's That's where you learn. So um, don't be afraid of failure. And Stay confident. I think basketball is a, mass, is, a, is a confidence game. So, you know, stay confident as well. Um, and that can lead into real positive and good things. Yes, I'm sure that they are very sound words of advice there. And uh, do you have a favourite uh, team in the NBA? Uh, 
Oh, no, I kind of like New Orleans at the moment. I like a player called DJ McCollum. Um, okay. Yeah, I like New Orleans Pelicans right now. Excellent. I don't have a particular team, but yeah, they're the ones. That's okay. Well, Chris uh, Staltari, the coach of the Joondalup Wolves under-12 Division Three boys wobble team, thank you so much for giving up uh, your Friday evening. We won't hold you up anymore so as you can get away to watch the uh, Wildcats play uh, this evening. And all the best no in the forthcoming season, and we'll be following uh, your team's progress. And we'll look to maybe chat with a couple of the young lads from the team as well during the season as it progresses. No worries. Thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Thanks, Chris. Thanks so much. All right. Yeah, well, what a great uh, eye opener there with Chris talking about uh, making you know the players feel welcome and don't fear of of uh, fail, no fear of failing, failing networking. That was an interesting concept there in terms of one of the skills to be successful at basketball and indeed one of the opportunities that can arise from wherever you're playing. Well, listeners, we'll go to uh, our next break. And after the break, we're going to be talking all things rugby union with Andy Bell, the president of the Wanneroo Junior Rugby Union Football Club, to see what's been happening with their juniors in the off-season, how their registrations have been going, and certainly uh, looking at perhaps a quick update on the Western Force. And uh, we spoke with Andy as well when the uh, World Nines were here in Perth a little while ago. Well, um, World Sevens, I should say. We'll uh, get some feedback from Andy on that. All that and more, just Junior Sport, 89.7 FM. Are you looking for a gift for that special person in your life? Maybe for an anniversary, a loyal employee, or a birthday, or graduation. Whatever the reason, station-sponsored Grazi Gifts have a massive range of gift basket and hamper options to suit all occasions. So, to choose the right gift for that special person and order online, visit grazi.com.au. That's G-R-A-Z-I-E dot com dot A-U. The City of Wanneroo, corporate sponsor, proudly supporting 89.7 FM. Don't forget to check out the City of Wanneroo's 2024 Green Waste Curbside Collection Dates. We've kicked off collections in Banksia Grove and will be winding our way across the city, finishing in two rocks in mid-June. Check your suburb's collection date at wanneroo.wa.gov.au bulk greens collections. Proudly brought to you by 89.7 FM. You're at work in the crane moving large chunks of concrete. Your boss is trying to tell you something, but you just can't hear him. It's hard sometimes trying to get your message across when there's too much noise. Community radio is different. Sponsorship of community radio not only gets your product or service out there to the local community, it also supports a vital local voice for many. Plus, it's very cost-effective. For details on sponsorship with 89.7 FM, contact the station on 6244 3320. Monday morning feels so bad Everybody seems to
Just Junior Sport here on 89.7 FM. I'm Gordon Allen, your host. It's coming up to quarter to seven. And we're joined live online now by the president of the Wanneroo Junior Rugby Union Football Club, Andy Bell. Good evening, Andy. Hi, Gordon. How are you? Not too bad and uh, very keen to see how things have been going for you uh, with the Junior Rugby Union Club there. And uh, what is the situation with your registrations? Yeah, we've had uh, a very good response to opening our registrations, Gordon. It's the start of the season, so we're first round's in May, uh, on May the 4th, but uh, yeah, really exciting to see great interest. Many age groups are full, so yeah, we're all getting close to full if they're not already, so very exciting times. Gee, that's uh, very, very encouraging. Here we are in uh, March, of course, and uh, in May at it's still a, f- a fair few weeks away, but if your registrations are full, is that an improvement or an increase on last year? Yeah, I would say so. Uh, it's looking like we'll exceed our numbers from last year, and we're in over the three hundreds now. So that we're talking sort of the, you know, uh, pre the force uh, being exited from the Super Rugby comp previously. So we're talking, you know, like we're getting back in front uh, to where we previously have been. So new heights, which is exciting. That uh, is extremely exciting, I would have thought, uh, Andy, with uh, the increase in the numbers there. Any particular age groups that have got more numbers than, than before, or is it overall? Well, there's a couple of aspects to that. So the girls' club continues to grow, and, and which is exciting to see, and we'll come back to how the Sevens has really inspired that, particularly the Aussie women um, performing really well. Um, but it's really pleasing to see under sixes through to under nines have had a a very exciting amount of growth. We're now uh, double streamed all the way through until under twelves, um, which is which is really good. Uh, and then we've also, you know, typically in WA in the rugby scene, there's a drop off in participation after kids hit under fifteens for various reasons, and uh, we've actually seen a really positive response in our numbers in those 15, 16s and 18s age groups as well in the boys. So growth everywhere, really. And that's a, that's a really, really positive, you know, that's a positive signal for uh, rugby, the health of rugby in WA. That's absolutely incredible, Andy, to uh, think that that's occurring across the various age groups. So your expectations then for 2024? Look, my, they're pretty simple. Really, uh, I want I, I want kids to have fun, get involved yeah. in the sport. Uh, so that's objective number one. So if they and and we see it across all age groups and even the Western you know, professional levels, if you if people enjoy the environment, they want to be around. Uh, so it's very important that we maintain a good experience for the players, uh, whether they're experienced in returning or or perhaps they're. Their first-time players. We want that positive experience, no matter what you know what experience levels people have. So that's objective number one. Objective number two. I want players to learn and develop. So I want you know kids by the time they hit under 12s, they've got a a reasonably good foundation in rugby: pass left, pass right, hit, you know, tackle on both both sides of the uh, you know both shoulders, uh, and be and enjoy that when you have a good rugby brain you're building your athletic ability you usually perform well so really it's in that order it's you know enjoy the environment build your skills and then perform so that it's in that order that we're we're focused on uh prioritizing our juniors this year 
And I suppose a, a very easy question, how busy have you been and how busy has your committee been? <laughs> Extremely. So people people think the off, there's an off-season. Unfortunately, I, uh, I uh, can't say that we've had much of a, an off-season uh, from an administration point of view. And we are a big club, so it is very much uh, a full-time hobby, if you like. Uh, but yeah, it's exciting. So we're building squads for the senior grades. Uh, you know, we've got a number of initiatives that happen in the off season, planting seeds for a, f- a fruitful 2024, including our junior academy, which has been a real uh, a real feature of our season so far. It's been very successful so far. Um, so yeah, my my <laughs> my, my uh, spare time is well and truly consumed. But uh, it's you know. It's rewarding uh, come September when you see kids enjoy their season and, and build new friendships and, you know, that, that that's what it's all about. I'm sure you don't have any spare time. And, of course, I have lived by an old adage, Andy, that the harder you work in the off-season, the better your results during the season. <laughs> Indeed. It's all about preparation, as you know. Um, and my my father used to say, uh, give give a job to a busy person because they can make it happen and... No truer word was spoken in our off-season. <laughs> well and truly. Now, with the anticipated start date in May, what will be some of the things that your club and yourself and your uh, committee and your volunteers will be doing between now and then? What What are some of the activities that will occur, Andy? Yeah, so the senior season kicks off a little bit earlier than the juniors. So the Challenge Cup uh, is a pre-season carnival uh, run amongst the seniors. That starts in a couple of weeks. The community tends... Uh, competi- pre-season competition for the women also starts uh, next weekend actually but we've got a number of education courses running both for coaches match officials and first aid uh, so there's a bit of action in that space and then and then we've also got you know we're, we're now in the in the space of making sure that kids are well kitted out with their uniforms and you know it, it gets really busy at this time so yeah, lots to do between now and May, but it's all good work and it's all about getting kids on the pitch, really. So that's the theme for the next, you know, two months. I suppose a silly question, Andy. In terms of the gear supply, if you've got a sudden increase in registrations, uh, what, you know, getting your orders placed for your playing kit and so on, how does that work? Does that cause a problem? Uh, look, it, 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 it's a good question. So so we actually include our, our jerseys. We, we trialled last year successfully to include jerseys in regos for our under sixes and sevens primarily because i want i I have no interest in managing uh 50 uh size six and eight uh, jerseys i'd rather those kids keep that wear that and be proud of the jersey that they have um so so that's included in the in the kids fees we've expanded that this year so that'll go through to under eights uh, and nines, tens, and elevens will keep the jersey that's issued. So, you know that that helps us achieve a couple of things. It help it takes the pressure off the club to maintain you know good quality jerseys and and several hundred oh. of them to make kits across so many teams. Uh, but also importantly, kids get to have pride in the jersey that they wear. And it's you know I always get a, a little kick when I see a, a mini Rudog uh, running around the shops wearing their their jerseys so yeah that's good so yes it is a bit of extra work but we're trying to find creative ways to you know help those you know take the pressure off the club but also 
you know, help the kids identify as part of the community. Now, your merch range on your Facebook page certainly looks outstanding as well, Andy, so you're to be complimented on that as well at the same time. Now, of course, uh, the junior club there, not only it's not standalone only because it's very much linked to uh, the rugby union fraternity here in WA, and you've got uh, Western Force players have been allocated to the Wanneroo Club. You've got Tim Anstey, Ollie Callan, Campbell Parata, Harry Potter, West, Western Force ambassador. You've got Caleb uh, Karagroa and AJ Perkatiz and Mania Titania from the academy also. That's a very important link and connection to have. Yeah, and it's probably, I would say, Gordon, it's one of the most proud, you know, it gives me a great sense of pride that, you know, Manaya Tatana, um, you know, Caleb Karangaroa, um, Ollie Callan, Campbell Parada, they're all homegrown. So these are kids that, you know, 10, 15 years ago were running around in the in the Rudog jerseys out in the shopping centres that we just talked about. You know, they, they've grown up and... They're now professional athletes, and they've they've developed, you know, in the in the grass that we we all run on uh, down at Kingsway Reserve there. So, yeah, we're very proud of the boys. You know, and AJ Prichetti's he's come over from New South Wales, long time in the Waratahs program, and he's recently been picked up in the Australian Under Twenty squad. Uh, Manaya and and Caleb also um, were in the broader uh, selection realm, and still have a have a good chance of. Uh, being considered so not only are they getting the recognition at a local professional level but also in you know at the at the national level as well so it's you know very impressive we're very very proud of the guys and they're all great role models really so ollie's down at the club all the time you know he's he, he's you know a, a great ambassador for our club but also the game uh in wa he's one of the few that it's has played pretty much his whole career in, in WA. So it's really, really pleasing to see. Fantastic. And uh, looking at those allocation of Western Force players, they also, uh, the Joondalup Club as well, but uh, they're certainly, a, I suppose, an, an ornament or indeed uh, a representative honours as well. So uh, your young players have something to aspire to at the same time, Andy. Yes, yeah. You know, we have a vision of winning a, you know, a premiership with 80% of homegrown talent. Um, and we believe that that crop that we just talked about, you know, they have the ability to to lead us in, into that chapter, and and uh, that'll mean a lot to our community. Fantastic. Now, of course, uh, the Western Force women—they're taking on Queensland Country in their third trial game tomorrow at 4 p.m. with the Southern Lions hosting that clash as part of the club's tens tournament. Now, this is the uh, Force's uh, final tune-up prior to their Super W season opener against the Melbourne Rebels on the 15th of March, the Friday. That's next week from 4.30pm as part of a double header. Now, the women have won both their trial games, so things looking pretty good for the Western Force uh, W team. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so they, again, great homegrown talent in that in that squad as well. We've got Tamika Jones and we've also got Aisha Wigley and, and a number of others that are homegrown talent uh, from Monterey. So, yeah, yeah, we're excited to see them perform on the highest le- at the highest level uh, and see them push for Wallaroo jerseys this year as well. So, yeah, we're, we're very excited to see how they're performing. Uh, and the women's game is thriving on the back of some of these role models. You know, there's been a bit of a shift. I would say that the, the you know the Aussie women's sevens performing really well on home soil uh, was a 
was a great testament to you know or the the best marketing you can the sport can do um well attended event as well so yeah that that's all flowing into what we're seeing in junior girls rugby as well which is which is really exciting if you can see the pathway in front of you it's very easy to get behind it and jump on the jump on jump in and have a go and of course andy the uh sevens world sevens are back here in perth in 2025 so there's going to be plenty plenty more opportunity to promote and use the uh, benefits of that high profile uh, publicity to uh, attract more players to the code yeah and when, when you look at the subsequent uh attendance at, in vancouver and los angeles you know perth was by far the best attended uh out of all of them and we've also got 12 months to plan out Correct. plan the costumes gordon so I'm um, expecting to see some <laughs> some improvements on, on what we saw over the weekend. Fantastic, Andy. And it was a marvellous event. And I'm just very keen to hear your feedback and comment concerning that because we spoke to you prior to it to uh, preview the event, but uh, the, the aftermath has been absolutely outstanding. But I suppose um, it hasn't quite been the same for the Western Force men. They lost to Melbourne 48-34 and 44-14 to the Hurricanes. And they take on the Brumbies tomorrow in round three. That won't be an easy match either. No, certainly not. I mean, the Brumbies are always, you know, lead the Australian Conference or have been in the last few years and, and even historically. So they will be difficult to to topple. Um, yeah, it's a bit disappointing, I must say. You know, as a you know passionate supporter of, of the game in WA, you know, the men's team performing is very important. Um yeah, they yeah losing in the set, but you can't win games when you lose the set piece uh, and you're you're weak in the contact areas. Uh, don't mean to be overly critical, but you know you're coming up against a very big physical uh, forward packs in from New Zealand that are mobile as well. So they're dealing with threats all across the field, and you have to win your set piece, and you have to have a good be strong in contact uh, on both sides of the ball if you want to be in the contest. So. Yeah, a few things for Simon Cron, who's a very good coach. Um, he'll, I'm sure he'll do a good job uh, of getting them back on track. I'm sure he will, Andy. Well, Andy Bell, the president of the Wanneroo Junior Rugby Union Football Club, it's been wonderful to chat with you. I was so impressed with the feedback from the uh, Rugby World Sevens here in Perth and the impact that it's being having, it's having on local club and registrations. Congratulations on your uh, increase in numbers for this season, and I'm sure you'll need plenty more volunteers to help you find or work all things out there. And where can people find out any more information about the uh, Wanneroo Junior Rugby Union Football Club, Andy? www.wanneroorugby.com.au is the best place to start. Uh, there's contact details on there. If you have any questions, uh, we've got a committee that, that is quite responsive on there. Uh, we're also active on Facebook and Instagram as well for the younger generation that are active on those platforms. So, yeah, plenty to, to look at, lots of content, and uh, you'll start to see a lot more content flowing as we get closer to the season exactly well andy bell we'll keep in touch and look forward to uh, following the club's progress during 2024 have a great weekend thanks gordon thanks for having me Cheers, andy well marvelous uh, chat there with andy bell president of the uh wanneroo junior rugby union football club again increase in numbers of registrations significant 
with uh, not only happening in one or two sports, but it seems to be right across the board. Well, listeners, we'll go to uh, our next break at seven, the 7 o'clock break, and that'll take us into the second hour. And to take us away in the second hour will be Caleb Reedy, the Operations Manager from the NRLWA, the National Rugby League Western Australia uh, Operations Manager. Looking forward to chatting with Caleb, just as we, just as we did with Andy Bell. The same Similar questions, and let's see how things are going with uh, their juniors and their clubs in the off-season. All that and more, just Junior Sport 89.7 FM. Station sponsor. Another infection is beginning to spread. We've been here before but we're still learning about this new virus and we can't make any assumptions. We need your team to develop a rapid diagnostic test. Can you do it? Every single day, biomedical science graduates face situations that go beyond theory. That's why we teach our students to be creative thinkers, because creative thinking can be your superpower. ECU, creative thinkers made here. Search ECU and apply now. Did you know your station sponsor, City of Joondalup, has 33 venues to hire for meetings and functions? The facilities range in size, functionality and location, so there is a venue to suit most of your needs. For more information on venue hire, visit joondalup.wa.gov.au. LOL. OMG. BRB. You know what these mean, but what does this mean? To Tom, it means he doesn't feel alone anymore. To Lily, it means she's alive and happy today. Whatever you're going through, if you're aged 5 to 25, KHL means you don't have to go through it alone. Contact KHL. Call 1-800-555-1800 or visit kidshelp.com.au. Kids Helpline. We're there for you. Have you ever wanted to look at the stars up close? Well, now you can. Station sponsored the Gravity Discovery Centre will open a whole new world of amazement for you. Located north of Perth, just off Indian Ocean Drive, the Gravity Discovery Centre has something for everyone with a great range of attractions. Climb the Leaning Tower, explore the Cosmology Gallery, get up close in the Biodiversity Gallery and take in the marvels of the Milky Way at the Observatory. For more information, bookings and tickets, go to gravitycentre.com.au.
Well, listeners, uh, welcome back to Just Junior Sport here on 89.7 FM. I'm Gordon Allen, your host, and it's uh, all five minutes past, or six minutes past seven here in uh, going into our second hour, and joining us live online now to talk all things NRL WA, Caleb Reedy, Operations Manager. Good evening, Caleb. Good evening, Gordon. How are you? I'm not too bad. I'm probably a little bit happier than you are with the Warriors losing their match over there in New Zealand, 16-12 to the Sharks after leading 12-0. I have no idea what you're talking about, Gordon. <laughs> no idea. No Didn't idea you at all. The game was on. Uh, <laughs> we'll get, uh, I'll send you a, 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 a video of it uh, very shortly. I'll give you the link, Caleb. <laughs> anyway, round, or still round one of the NRL, of course. Uh, last weekend they were over there in Las Vegas, but uh, home soil this weekend. But uh, closer to home, Caleb, what's been happening with the juniors and the clubs in the off-season? They made, um, obviously, like uh, a lot of clubs are back hard back into it so a lot of clubs have had their come and try days and registration days and mate if anybody out there in Perth is looking to play junior or senior rugby league jump on playrugbyleague.com type in your postcode and look for your nearest club but um look it's it's uh where we've had our rookie rise program going which is basically um it's our representative program for our women's uh under 17 under 18 girls and under 16 under 17 under 18 boys um, and that's been running for since the middle of January, and it just finished last week. And we picked 10 boys to go away to um, the combined affiliated states camps, and they will play before the second Origin match in Melbourne. Fantastic. And they'll be doing some specialist training uh, before that as well? Yep. So they, um, they'll go to two camps in Melbourne, which is run by, um, in conjunction with the Melbourne Storm and the combined affiliated states team, along with, um, obviously, um, coaches and trainers from NRL Victoria, NRLWA, NRL NT, and NRL South Australia. So, not just the players are getting that benefit, but coaches and um, sports trainers and SNC coaches as well. So, made it's um it's it's a pathway not just for the players anymore; it's for everyone. That sounds absolutely fantastic, uh, Kayla, because they certainly need uh, all of the support and the uh, accreditation and higher level of experience for your coaches and support staff. So that Rookie Rise program, a new initiative, or has that been going for uh, previously, Caleb? Well, this is the first year, um, obviously, in it uh, that we've called it that and we've run it. So basically, we've uh, we've been it's it's a program that's been done by um, Neil Henry, who obviously. Yes very very big um nrl coach in his time with the cowboys and um uh, the titans and uh mate he's uh he's come up with a really great program for um aspiring rugby league players and athletes um so yes yeah, the first time we, we've done it from woe to go um with this especially with the 16 17 and 18 boys 
um, but they're um, mate, they, they've come out of it and they've they've been doing testing um, at the start and then at the end, and there have been some amazing results. Um, kids are improving on their bronco times by a whole minute, and mate, they're getting stronger and faster, and the caliber of kids coming through is just is, is amazing. Caleb, do you uh, they still do the beep test in there? No, they don't do the beep. Excellent, anymore, thank you. Excellent. That's how old I'm showing my age. <laughs> I'm with you, Gordon. I remember the old, the old. You had to get ten, otherwise it wasn't worth it. Exactly right. So uh, when we're talking about our clubs, do you know uh, at this stage too early to tell? It, registrations on the increase, steady. Uh, what do we know? What's happening there? Mate, we're so far in front of where we were oh, last year. Great. It's not funny. We we are. I think we're we're like over 400 registrations in front of where we were at this point last year, and obviously some clubs are yet even to kind of have their come and try days. So South Perth and uh, Fremantle have their come and try days this Sunday. So if you're at in the vicinity of George Burnout Park in Karawara or Treby Community and Sports Complex in Treby, please head down this um, this weekend, uh, Saturday, I believe, sorry, and um, mate, you'll, you'll really enjoy it. Uh, Caleb, what's any anticipated start date for the various junior competitions at this stage? I know the draw is often very difficult to uh, prepare. Yeah, look, so the the junior draw, the junior competitions will start on the first weekend of May, which I believe is the fourth of May. Um, well, our senior comps they kick off uh, in just under thirty days, yep. so. Uh, in four weeks from tomorrow. Yes, on our uh, Rugby League Rap program, we spoke with uh, Phil Duchet, the coach of North Beach, last Monday, yep. talking with Tori and Sheehan uh, this next Monday evening, and uh, they're on the ready to start on the 6th of April. Things look very exciting there for the senior competition. So, Caleb, I suppose expectations for 2024, what would they be? Yeah, look... Um before, we, before I do nip into that, Gordy, I will say we've got the Rise Development Program kicking off um, this week coming, actually, um, and it, that, that is the new entry into our representative programs for our under-15 state boys team and under-16 state girls team. And that's, um, Gordy, you would remember we had the old junior state championships. Exactly. Um, and, yep, and now basically that the, the Rise Development Program has kind of taken over that, so they'll do the Rise courses for five weeks. And then they'll go straight into uh, Northern Fusion, Southern Pride and Southwest Dolphins and they'll create teams and go to the Junior State Championships and play. And um, this is, uh, while it is a, a pathway into our um, representative programs, any kid who signs up to the Rise will get the right to play at the Junior State Champs. Um, so it, it, it's also, we want all of our kids to benefit from the experience and everyone obviously to grow from the program. So it's a big thing here in Perth that we're trying to, um, you know, to try and introduce and we're really excited about it. And Caleb, the uh, parental response and enthusiasm for it, has that uh, be, been coming forward? Yeah, look, um, <laughs> it's a paid program. So obviously, um, you know, we, we don't really like to uh, open the purse strings and the, with, you know, the economy the way it is, obviously things are a bit tighter for families. Um, but we are allowing families to, you know, take a few weeks to to get their, their fees paid and, and things like that. And obviously, if anybody is having any issues, um, please contact NRLWA, um, whether it's myself or Gus Marshall. Um, most people know us and you can find us on uh, Facebook or our website. Um, and, yeah, look, we, we, we don't want um, finances to be... Uh, to stop any children from participating in our great game. So if anybody is having any issues, so please let us know. Caleb, block me in for the instalment plan, will you, please? 
<laughs> yeah, mate, we've got our afterpay for um, the, the, the over 50s, Gordy. So. Excellent. Thank you very much. I appreciate that, Caleb. <laughs> now, Caleb, I suppose, how busy have you been? Extremely busy, Gordy. So, obviously, um, uh, we're, we're on the lookout for a new competitions coordinator, and that should uh, the, the ad for that should go up um, in the next, I'd say, next week, early next week. Um, but currently, I'm doing my own operations manager role along with the comps role and now I've taken over some of the pathways stuff that I wasn't doing that Gus was doing. Um, and so I'm, I am 100 miles an hour but obviously still enjoying the love of rugby league and mate, it's, um, it's a privilege to, 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 to give the kids their chance and, and see them enjoy community sport. It certainly is. And coming back to uh, the girls and registrations and the part, and then participating in the Rookie Rise, uh, the comments and thoughts from the girls, the numbers increasing, um, passionate about the, the code? Maybe the girls are, especially the Rookie Rise and Rookie Development, the girls mm. are probably our, uh, our better group. Um, they, they're really enthusiastic and they really, you know, take in all the advice that they can get and the rookie rise and the rise development stuff, they also train the coaches. So the coaches come out of it better, go back to their own clubs, and all the players benefit, all the clubs benefit from that extra skill set. So, uh, mate, the girls, they're flying and our girls' numbers are up. Um, but what's really, really exciting is um, our under-15s to under-19s boys, they've grown already this year. So that's really exciting for us because that, that, that tends to be a bit of a problem age, not just in our sport, but in all sports. That's uh, fantastic, uh, Caleb. It's wonderful to, to hear that and certainly look forward to seeing uh, the results and the proof of the pudding that later during the season. Now, any increase in the number of teams or, or that with the juniors uh, for any, cl- any additional clubs or we haven't lost any? No, haven't lost any clubs, Great. mate. Still got the 12 Metro clubs and um, obviously it looks like um, the plan has always been to be really strong, try and get all clubs really strong from under sixes to under 12s. And then that way, from under 13s, when we hit the comps, the kids will continue to come through. So under 13s this year is a very healthy comp. So last year, I think there was only about five or six teams in the under 13s. It looks like we've got nine this year. So we're very excited about that group, obviously. And we're going to hope to continue that the clubs keep pushing them all the way through to not just the under 17s and 19s, but the seniors. Exactly. And Caleb, for those people who perhaps want to give Rugby League a go, where can they find more information and how do they go about that? Yeah, look, rugby, playrugbyleague.com, so www.playrugbyleague.com. Um, you go on there and you just type in your postcode or your club or your suburb and that will show you the closest club to you. You can always go, also go onto our site, which is nrlwa.com.au or find us on Facebook or Instagram and there's always... Um, new initiatives and everything that we're doing within the game going up on our socials as well. Fantastic. Well, Caleb Reedy, the operations manager and uh, I suppose every other operations role that needs to be done with the NRLWA, uh, tell Sacco you need a pay rise. But, um, Caleb, <laughs> wonderful for you to join us this evening and, uh, and it looks like it's going to be a fantastic season. The Rookie Rise program, certainly be very keen to chat to some of the players and officials that have, be- that have been through that program as we get closer to the start of the season. Yep, I think we can definitely arrange that, Gordy. And um, obviously with Rise Development starting up, we can even probably organise some chat around that as well. Fantastic. Caleb Reedy, have an enjoyable weekend because there won't be many free weekends very shortly for you. <laughs> Thanks, Gordy. <laughs> Thanks, Caleb. Cheers. Bye.
Well, as usual, great insight there. And interesting, Andy Bell from the Rugby Union, the Wanneroo Junior Rugby Union, Kayla Breedy, Operations Manager with the NRLWA. Numbers are on the increase, so uh, it's good to see people getting out and about and getting involved in their particular sports. Now, don't forget, listeners, this is our final Friday night program, but don't be concerned because we're moving to Monday. As from next Monday, the 11th of March, we're going to be called Monday Sports Mix. And starting between six, or will be between six and eight, bit tongue tied there, between six and eight, we'll have the Rugby League wrap with the latest Rugby League news, scores, updates, and results, uh, the NRL, local, and English Super League. Uh, with Tim Park, uh, Greg McCallum, Peter Rowe and myself between 6 and 7. Then from 7 to 8, it'll be all the latest junior sports news. Co-host uh, Dr Caitlin Fox-Harding will join us. And looking forward to uh, the program next Monday, Dr Caitlin will join us at 7. Andrew Somerville around about 7.20. Then at 7.40, a very special interview for our first Monday program. We're going to be joined not only by Maddie Scanlon from the Fremantle AFL women's team, but also her mum, Deborah, and looking at uh, the progress through the AFL women's pathway from a family perspective. And Maddie, uh, uh, I suppose, was uh, selected in 2022 after being drafted from the Claremont Tigers and has played 14 games for the Fremantle AFL women's team. And she does plenty of good work in the community. So looking forward to uh, that, all that and more, Monday Sports Mix, starting Monday the 11th of March between 6 and 8 p.m. here on 89.7 FM. Well, listeners... Um, don't go away because we're going to go to the round ball game next with Gaz Ramley, the president of the Joondalup United Football Club. And you know, I don't think you can find a more enthusiastic official for uh, the round ball game than Gaz Ramley, the president, Joondalup United Football Club. All that and more, just Junior Sport, 89.7 FM. Give your business a unique position right here. For more information on how 89.7 FM can grow your business, go to 897fm.com. Pentanet is building a world-first gigabit internet network and they need your help to make it a reality. Join Operation Nexus to do your gigabit and save your community from ordinary internet. Register for free at pentanet.com.au slash nexus. Station sponsor. Here's David Williams from Perth Glory for RAD. Football is a true team sport. When you're a part of a team, you support each other, you back each other up and you do whatever it takes to help a teammate who's in trouble. So if you're with someone who's been drinking, don't let them get behind the wheel. Take their keys and call a taxi, because mates don't let their mates drink drive. Rad. R-A-D-D dot org dot A-U. Keep up with what's happening in the local small business world with station sponsor, the Joondalup Business Association. They are the most proactive small business representative that can help you connect through their extensive networking program. For more details, call the Joondalup Business Association on 9300 1414.
sudden feature Changed my world, didn't suit your style Sold my soul for a chance to be a Chase too low when the sun is bright Uh, 7.23 here on 89.7 FM. This is just Junior Sport. I'm Gordon Allen, your host, and we're joined now live online by Gaz Ramley, the president of the Joondalup United Football Club, the round ball game. Good evening, Gaz. Good evening, Gordon. How are you? I'm not too bad, and uh, certainly I'm probably not as busy as what you and your committee would be at the moment. So what's been happening with the juniors at the junior club in the off-season? Because I've seen Plenty of posts on our Facebook page looking for players to come and try. Yes, so um, look, off the back of um, all the success our senior team had in 2023, um, we are feeling the, the, the results of it now. There are lots of uh, teams, much more teams that we, we had last year compared to, uh, I mean, this year compared to last year, which is, which is a good problem. Um, but of course, with that comes more space required, more coaches. Um, some teams are, are probably, you know, 75, 80% there, but we might need a few more players to just ensure that the team is, you know, um, um, has enough players for the season and so on and so forth. Just, just those matters that, that, that linger around uh, uh, starting, starting a, new, a new age group or a, or a, or a, new, um, um, a new side. Now, Gaz, have there been any particular age groups where the numbers have uh, increased more than others? Yes, um, from the under 12s to below, so the really junior ones, um, from your under six to five to six, um, we've, we've already seen somewhere between 50 to 100 percent increase um, with, with with age some age group like the 10, the 9, the 11, all doubling in the number of size. Um, Purely just based out of interest. So we, of course, have our our, our trial session, which um, is mainly. And I, I mean, it's something I think I think um, um, I'm not too fond of. But it's, there's no other. Probably I'll say there's no other method to it. But we do we do trials where we grade the players um, um, between the best and, the, and and then maybe the, the second tier and the third tier. Um, and then because of the numbers, you you can do you know um, um, a few teams. But 
I mean, they are just kids, you know. You're under 12, you just want them to play, you just want them to kick the ball, you just want the, the fun element. But the competition is made such that it's very competitive from a young age with other age groups as well. So, you know, we, we, we can't be left behind. So we kind of need to do that as well. So um, particular age groups, I would say anywhere between the under 10, sorry, under 8-year-olds eight, eight to probably 12-year-olds, those have jumped um, um, tremendously. And and uh, we've also increased our girls. So now we have two more girls, fully girls teams. So we had a few girls teams uh, a few girl players um, in, in some of the squads, but now we have enough to start an under-9 slash under-10 girls team and even an under-12 um, uh, girls team as well, which is fully uh, managed, even coached, even by a, by, by, by a woman as well. So we're very, very proud of that. It seems so interesting, Gaz, when I've spoken to our rugby league people, our rugby union people tonight, basketball, and I've got some notes from Dean Lafranis from the Wanneroo Junior AFL uh, club, little junior club there. Registrations are up and the, the boys' and girls' numbers. It seems to be something right across the board. Can you put your finger on as to why those numbers may be increasing this season, Gaz? Any reasons you've been given? I think naturally the success of a sportsman um, and and it, it it has been promoted well throughout Australia. Something about Australians um, and their sports um, in the top level and how they even do um, in abroad. Uh, for instance, our our basketball players, you know, who travel to the NBA, our soccer players who play in the Premier League, or um, and you're getting a lot of. And coverage all the, the national sites, the soccer rules, the, the uh, what you call that, the rugby side. The everyone, I think, is, is sending a, a immediate um, uh, reaction towards the kids who want to be heroes, who want like them, and that that's how I think clubs are also selling it to their to, to on their on their social media. You know the colors they use the excitement they use. I mean, if you don't get on that, you kind of will be fall, you fall back a little bit. So you're, you're you know, you, we, we, everyone is trying to make, you know, joining up a club and, and, and you know, being part of an organization or a, or a team of their such is, is no different than, than signing up for the best school in town as well. You know, everyone is fighting. Um, and, they, and they sign up early. They, in, in October last year, we, we held our training to start sometime in, in, in February this year, you know, so so they, you know, parents are knowing that you know, if you get in, you get fall, you, you get fall back as well. And I'm sure if you speak to other sports that you haven't spoken to, um, uh, it, it it's slowly beginning to be like that. I think it's going it's slowly getting to be part of our the WA culture, if not just the, the birth culture. Yes, it seems to be that way. And of course, when you're talking about junior competitions, any idea when the anticipated start date will be? Yes. Um, we have. You there, guys? I'm going to kick off um, one or two weeks off. Uh, the eight, like the older ones, might kick off. Earlier, the slightly older ones might kick off. So we're looking at next girl to kick off. Um, preseason is at full swing. All the age groups are at training at the moment. Um, we, you know, everyone is, is excited. We, we obviously um, need more grounds than the teams we have. And uh, there's a bit of crossover between, between the cricket season and, and the soccer season, which is, you know, in the, in the winter. 
So we're still trying to wait for, for our some grounds where the cricket uh, are still using it. And when they finish their season, then the, the, the soccer goals can go in and so on and so forth. So, so yeah, it's a bit of a crossover. It's an exciting time right now. Committees at full swing, getting kids ready, getting um, the coaches, uh, all the equipment, making sure everything is, you know, um, having a bit of a system. And uh, managing volunteers around this time, I would say, is uh, uh, you can see the passion, you can see the commitment, you can see the love, you know, because most of them would, would, would be parent of a, of a player. Um, he or she or her uh, son or daughter will be in the team, and, and they're doing that, you know, not just for their kid, but also for every other kid in the, in the team or in the club. So you, you see a lot of love and you see a lot of... Uh, um, uh, passion and, and motivation and, and of course laugh and banter that comes along uh, during this time which is, which is the best time of the year And of course uh, with all of that how busy have you been Gaz as the President? Uh, yes, you know, with the seniors as well kicking off and um, we with much success last year we've also uh, doubled in our Masters team, doubled in our Women's team um, and uh, we've got our, uh, you know, the both the state side and the amateur side, uh, they're, they're very strong as well. So, yes, I am at full swing at the moment um, with the juggling work and champion of course, club. Um, it's always been uh, uh, a busy time of the year in uh, pre-season. Uh, but, yeah, you know, we, um, we, we do it because we love it. We do it because um, uh, we want to give back to the community. Um, and, you know, small, you know, sometimes you get a, a pat on the back, or sometimes you know, some someone come and say like, um, "Hey, I, I got you know my 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 dad plays there, uh, my granddad plays there, my dad <laughs> plays here. I I want to join, you know, and 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 that kind of stuff as well." So. It's all very rewarding, especially when you get the small stuff. Isn't that fantastic with that uh, club loyalty? So, Gaz, what are the ex club expectations for 2024? Um, we, we want to. I, I'm actually going with, with, with being modest this year. We are celebrating our 25th year. Um, there is a, a 25 years to celebrate. Um, there's uh, the expectation is is not just for now. The expectation is to celebrate another 25 years. I think we we know where we are. We know what you know what what we can do. Um, but it's time to reflect to see um, all the hard work throughout this this um, this this years and how much every volunteer has put in and to to realize that you know how much of effort it needs to go for another twenty five years. You know, so um, being ambitious is always, of course, you know, there, uh, but also knowing. What, what our strengths and what our weaknesses and, and of course focusing on our weaknesses but understanding our strengths. We also are in a catchment where everyone around us is very competitive as well. So um, I'd rather take a, a bit of an underdog stand for the year um, for the senior side and, and even for the juniors, you know, we, we, we've engaged with a couple of uh, football academies um, in hope to streamline our, our football mm -hmm. Um, and we might not see the result in the next year or this year. We might see it in the in the next you know three to five years time, which is a long term plan. Uh, but yeah, no, we're just keeping keeping our head low, you know, trying to trying to do um, to 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 be uh, grateful of what we have and to push ourselves for the next you know century and so on. Fantastic. Now, are there any special events planned for your twenty fifth year at this stage, uh, Gaz? So we've got we've got a you know we've got our our big family day planned. We got uh, we're playing at the new stadium at Pentonet Stadium. Yep. We've got we've got um, uh, a bit a bit up our sleeves as well. 
um, when we, we do drop um, uh, some announcement. Um, but yes, no, we, we do have lots not planned, but when we were in, during the planning stage, we realized that it, it, yes, it's a milestone and we will make, you know, ensure that we, we, we celebrate the year, but we've also realized that every year we should celebrate because, um, I mean, the, the amount of involvement we have through, uh, through the, community, uh, the community, through our community, um, should, should be celebrated. Um, so so we, we, we will do our acknowledgement for the year, but we also have to plan for the 26th year, for the 27th year, for the 28th year. Excellent. So Excellent, yeah. Gaz. That's fantastic. Now, Gaz, where can people find out more information? Are there still vacancies for registrations and teams? What's happening? So just log on. The best way, if you're on social media, Facebook, um, Jindalab United Football Club, Instagram, Jindalab United Football Club, and of course, you can always visit us uh, on our website and, um, and ask um, and, and contact us on admin at junilab, uh, sorry, admin at jufc.com.au to just see if there's any vacancy for any age group. Um, Facebook, I would say, um, sorry, Facebook and Instagram uh, messaging would be the, the most fastest and convenient way for most of us to, to contact and get, a, get almost an immediate instant uh, reply. Uh, but yes, there are some age groups that are still looking for players. Unfortunately, there's some age group that we, we have to put a cap on. Uh, there are also, there, there, particularly today, we are looking for a women's coach um, to, to lead our second team. So, you know, you see, we have now a team. Now we are looking for a coach. And we are also looking for a master's goalkeeper, um, somebody um, over the age of 35 that's, you know, um, ready to put on the gloves back or, and, and get between the sticks. Um, we are looking for you. Fantastic, uh, Gaz. And Gaz, will you be putting the boots on this year at all? Good question. So I was talking to my <laughs> wife about that. So I do, I do coach an age group, my son's team, and I, I, I also on Saturdays we have our state team that plays, and and then on Sundays um, in the morning we have I have my junior coach coaching, and then if, if I do play in the Masters, I play in the Sunday afternoon. So. Um, it was either spend time um, with the wife or um, finish the whole weekend with football. So it's a tough one. I might not sit there on radio. <laughs> don't, don't answer that one, guys. Now, what about the rehabilitation uh, after the game, if you've played or so on? Is there uh, aches and pains? Oh, definitely. Definitely. And that's, 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 that, actually, that's, that's why as well. You know, you, you do work five days a week and you want to be fresh for Monday as well to balance, the, you know, um, um, when you get into the office, so so yeah, no, it, it, it's always it's constantly uh, 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 a debate with myself. But I must say, uh, many many feel that playing football is the only way to enjoy the game. But um, uh, fortunately, I enjoy administrating um, the organization as much as playing the game as well. So for me, I've, I've I already get my ninety minutes doing what I can as a president. And um, kicking the ball um, is a bonus, but coaching the kids, uh, that is coming uh, as a very rewarding uh, job uh, during my free time. Fantastic. Well, Gaz Ramley, I, I said during the introduction, probably one of the most enthusiastic club presidents we've spoken to as the president of the Joondalup United Football Club. We'll keep in contact during the season. We'll talk to some of your players and officials and volunteers as well. All the best. And so pleasing to hear that your numbers are on the increased. And let's see how you enjoy the 25th year 
and then that will lead into the 26th and 27th and so on. Gaz Ramley, President of up United Football Club. Thanks for joining us on Just Junior Sport, 89.7 FM. Thank you, Gordon. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Well, again, listeners, I'm absolutely amazed. The I'm not amazed, but uh, the numbers, the registration numbers are increasing in across a variety of our codes. It's not just limited to uh, one or two. It seems to be a, a consistent uh, response and certainly hope that the clubs with their volunteers can all handle those and indeed with the facilities that are required. Well, listeners, we'll go to uh, our final break here on Just Junior Sport and we're back with more Just Junior Sport 89.7 FM.
City of Wanneroo, corporate sponsor, proudly supporting 89.7 FM. Are you part of a community group searching for new members or looking to promote your upcoming event? Head to the City of Wanneroo's community directory and register your group today. The online directory can be found at wanneroo.wa.gov.au forward slash community directory. Proudly brought to you by 89.7 FM. Pentanet is building a world-first gigabit internet network and they need your help to make it a reality. Join Operation Nexus to do your gigabit and save your community from ordinary internet. Register for free at pentanet.com.au slash nexus. Station sponsor. The Community File. Do you have one free hour per week and a passion for helping young people? EdConnect Australia's volunteers provide friendship and guidance to students who need a little support to reach their full potential. You can help as a mentor working one-to-one with a student or as a learning support volunteer to assist in classrooms, breakfast clubs or a variety of other roles. For further information, please call 9444 8646 or go to www.edconnect.org.au. Promote your non-profit organisation or community group and it's free. Head to our website at 897fm.com.au.
feelings coming over me There is wonder in most everything I see Not a cloud in the sky Got the sun in my eyes And I won't be surprised if it's a dream Everything I want the world to be Is now coming true especially for me And the reason is clear It's because you are here You're the nearest thing to heaven that I've seen I'm on the top of the world Looking down on creation And the only explanation I can find Is the love that I've found ever since you've been Listeners, welcome back to uh, Just Junior Sport here on 89.7 FM. I'm Gordon Allen, your host. And as we've indicated, this will be our last Friday night program because we're moving to Monday. We'll talk about that when we sign off this evening. Well, uh, listeners, on this day in 1931, the Australian Championship men's tennis was held. Jack Crawford won first of his four Australian titles by beating fellow Australian Harry Hopman, 6-4, And uh, the women's that was held at the same time was an All-Australian final with uh, Coral McInnes, Buttsworth, beating Marjorie Cox Crawford, 166364, way back in 1931. In 1945, well, I'm sure a lot of our listeners would know this name, Mickey Dolenz, American singer with the Monkees, I'm a Believer, and actor, was born in Los Angeles, California, on this day in 1945. 1986, Martina Navratilova became the first tennis player to earn just $10 million. Not a bad little earn. Marvellous tennis player too was Martina. 
In 2012, Toyota recalled 700,000 vehicles over safety concerns. In 2014, Malaysia Airlines flight MH370 with 239 people lost contact and disappeared, prompting the most expensive search effort in history and one of the most enduring aviation mysteries. Doesn't seem 10 years ago. And in 2020, the International uh, Cricket uh, Cup, the Women's Cricket T20 World Cup was held in Melbourne. Defending Australia, defending champions Australia beat India by 85 runs. Beth Mooney, 77 not out, player of the series. Elisa Healy, 75 of 39 balls, was voted the most valuable player. The crowd, 86,174. 2020, the Women's Cricket T20 World Cup and Australia, the defending champions, beat India by 85 runs. Very memorable event there. Listeners, we certainly like to thank all of our um, uh, interviews tonight, uh, and of course my co-host, uh, Dr. Caitlin Fox-Harding, and uh, we spoke with uh, Chris Staltari, the coach of the Junior Up Wolves Under-12 Division Three Boys Wobble Team, Andy Bell, the president of the Wanneroo Junior Rugby Union Football Club, Kayla Breedy, the operations manager for the NRL, the Rugby League WA, and of course Gaz Ramley, the president of the Junior Up United Football Club there, the round ball game with what's been happening with all of their clubs uh, during the off-season and expectations for 2024 and uh, what's been occurring with the increases and how they're going to handle more players at their clubs in 2024. Now, as we said, listeners, uh, Monday night, Monday Sports Mix starts next Monday between 6 and 8 p.m. with uh, myself and the team. So we'll have the Rugby League uh, wrap segment with the latest Rugby League news, scores, updates and results from the NRL, the local and uh, anywhere else that Rugby League is being played. Tim Park, Greg McCallum and Peter Rowe, my uh, co-hosts with the program there. And then from 7 till 8, it'll be all the latest junior sports news. Nothing changes, listeners. Co-host Dr. Caitlin Fox-Harding will join us at 7pm and we'll be looking at uh, what we're going to be doing during the Olympics year and we're going to uh, have a chat about breaking into the American sports market and any other latest topics that uh, come, to ta- come to order. And, of course, uh, with Caitlin's extensive experience in America, interesting to hear how she suggests that perhaps Australian sports could look at breaking into the Aussie sports market. And uh, to uh, announce our first program on Monday evening, the 11th of March, a very special interview at 7.40pm. We're going to be not only talking with Maddie Scanlon from the Fremantle AFL women's team, but also her mum, Deborah. It'll be a family discussion as to uh, the AFLW pathway. And Maddie was, I suppose... uh, well, she was selected in and drafted in 2022, and uh, she came from the Claremont Tigers. She's played 14 games for the uh, Fremantle team, uh, the AFLW, and she does plenty of great work in the community. I can't wait to talk to her and her mum about the pathway and how that all came about. So all that and more, Monday Sports Mix, Monday the 11th of March between 6 and 8 p.m. Looking forward to your company. Well, listeners, uh, that brings us to the end of our program here on this Friday the 8th of March and I look forward to uh, having you join us on Monday from 6 till and 8 with Monday Sports Mix don't forget tomorrow Talking Sport with Clive Adams and the team we should be absolutely fantastic and then all the other great programs here on 89.7 FM during the week otherwise listeners have a great weekend let's uh, enjoy the uh, little cooler weather tomorrow as well and look forward to you joining us for Monday Sports Mix between 6 and 8 here on 89.7 FM.
just a week I don't know what's real I'm dizzy with Bringing you the best out of WA, 897FM.